Welcome to the GSN Leadership Moment Podcast. This is the podcast of Global SourceNet, where we hope to encourage you on your leadership journey as you continue to develop both personally and professionally. My name is Jonathan, and I'm the director of Global SourceNet, and we have been taking a look at the book Atomic Habits over the past several weeks, and we are now on chapter 13. And what we've been doing is taking a look at the chapter summaries at the end and making some comments about some of the content from the chapter itself, hoping to draw out some of the uh, different tips and ideas related to the content of this really excellent book about forming uh, good habits and breaking bad habits. Um, I did want to remind everyone that this book is available in English and Kazakh and Russian, and you can find that in the show notes where we have links to where you can purchase those books uh, in Russian and Kazakh here in Kazakhstan uh, and in English online from different booksellers there as well as electronic copies online. Well, let's go ahead and jump right in. We are in chapter 13. The title of this chapter is How to Stop Procrastinating by Using the Two-Minute Rule. And I wanted to start this chapter before we get into the chapter summary just with the story. Uh, I wanted to read the story at the beginning that James Clear shares as he's getting into the chapter content. And he says this, um, he talks about a woman named Twyla Tharp, okay? So here it goes. Twyla Tharp is widely regarded as one of the greatest dancers and choreographers of the modern era. In 1992, she was awarded a MacArthur Fellowship often referred to as the Genius Grant, and she has spent the bulk of her career touring the globe to perform her original works. She also credits much of her success to simple daily habits. I begin each day of my life with a ritual, she writes. I wake up at 5.30 a.m., put on my workout clothes, my leg warmers, my sweatshirt, my hat, and I walk outside my Manhattan home, hail a taxi, and tell the driver to take me to the Pumping Iron Gym at 91st Street and 1st Avenue, where I work out for over two hours. The ritual is not the stretching and weight training I put my body through each morning at the gym. The ritual is the cab. The moment I tell the driver where to go, I've completed the ritual. It's a simple act, but doing it the same way each morning habitualizes it, making it repeatable, easy to do. It reduces the chance that I would skip it or do it differently. It is one more item in the arsenal of routines. Now, I really love that story because I think it really will help us understand the chapter summary as we get into it. So the first point on the chapter summary is that habits can be completed in a few seconds, but continue to impact your behavior for minutes or hours afterward. Okay, so that's a really key point in this chapter. And I think we see that in this first uh, story that James Clear shares in chapter 13 about Twyla Tharp and her kind of routine that she has where the habit that really gets her going each morning is that habit of getting in the taxi and telling them where she needs to go. And then it's like the routine that she's normally uh, doing each day gets started and there's really no turning back at that point. She's kind of 
set herself in that direction. And so, um, yeah, so habits can really be small and they can take only a few seconds, but they can really have a large impact on your entire behavior and the way you live your day. So the second point of the chapter summary is that many habits occur at decisive moments, choices that are like a fork in the road and either send you in the direction of a productive day or an unproductive one. This is a really interesting point that Clear makes. Have you ever felt that, you know, that you've been at those kind of pivotal moments where if you made the choice to do something like this, you know you're making the right decision and you're going to move in a good direction for the day. And then in those pivotal moments when we've not made the right choices and we've gone a different direction, we just see how that choice was kind of a crossroads for us. Now, obviously, throughout our days, we have a lot of those crossroads and different opportunities to do good habits or to continue doing some kind of a bad habit in our life and just trying to figure out how to really examine those moments and really capture um, kind of what James Clear is talking about here developing good habits in those moments so that we can set the trajectory for our day a little more decisively and so He talks about something, and this is the next point in the chapter summary, something he calls the two-minute rule, okay? And that's a part of the title of this chapter, and so that's a main theme throughout this. So he says this about the two-minute rule in the chapter summary. The two-minute rule states, when you start a new habit, it should take less than two minutes to do. Now, looking back at some of the things that James Clear talks about with the two-minute rule, he, he gives some ideas right here. Basically, he says that any habit can be scaled down into a two-minute version. And he advocates when you're trying to start a new habit that you would actually start with a small version of the habit that you would like to ultimately contribute much more time than just a couple of minutes to, but get into the regularity of practicing it consistently. If you could do it for two minutes, the likelihood is you could do it for a lot more. So he says this on page 162, he says that you'll find that nearly any habit can be scaled down into a two minute version. For example, read before bed each night becomes read one page, do 30 minutes of yoga becomes take out my yoga mat, study for class becomes open my notes, Fold the laundry becomes fold one pair of socks. Run three miles becomes tie my running shoes. So the idea here, and he goes on on page 163, is to make your habits as easy as possible to start. Anyone can meditate for a minute, read one page, or put one item of clothing away. And as we've just discussed, this is a powerful strategy because once you've started doing the right thing, it's much easier to continue doing it. So did you hear that right there? I think that's such a key thought for us in this chapter and one that I I really want you as a listener to take away as you're thinking about habit formation is that once you've started doing the right thing, even if it's just for a short period of time, the regularity of that, of doing that over and over again, can lead to putting you on the path to doing the right thing over and over again. It's much easier to do it the right thing once you've started doing the right thing. And so that's kind of the the idea here. So 
Um, he sees two-minute habits as kind of a gateway, so to speak, toward better habits. So, for example, you might see a progression um, from doing something very easy to doing something very hard. And he gives this idea on a table where he lists several different things. So he starts from like the very easy side of things, like putting on your running shoes. That's very easy. The next easy thing would be maybe to walk 10 minutes. Then the next thing would be kind of a moderately difficult thing. Walk 10,000 steps. The hard thing might be to run 5K. The very hard thing might be to run a marathon. And so each step of the way, you might be aiming at an ultimate goal to run a marathon, but you're never going to get there unless you consistently put your running shoes on, right? So that's a, I, I like that idea where we progress toward the goal that we want to accomplish by developing regular habits. And I think this whole idea of two minute habits is very important. Let's move on to the next summary point, which says the more you ritualize the beginning of a process, the more likely it becomes that you can slip into the state of deep focus that is required to do great things. Okay. So when you have a ritual kind of that you go through, just like uh, the story about Twyla at the beginning of this chapter, she had a ritual. She had things that kind of got her in the mode to be ready to go work out and do a lot of very hard things. When we have that, a ritual that we can repeat over and over again, that puts us in the direction of the right thing to do, it's more likely we're going to do the right thing. Um, so I love that point right there. Um, Clear goes on to give us one last final chapter summary point. Let me go ahead and hit on that. And then I'll close with uh, one more thought from the text of the end of this chapter. So he says uh, at the end, standardize before you optimize. You can't improve a habit that doesn't exist. So he's really hitting at this idea that we, we try to really kind of optimize our habits before we've ever started doing anything. And um, this is the wrong place to start, he's saying. Let's start small. Let's start very small, even with just two minutes. Even if that means um, that we just, so we have this goal maybe to, and he gives this example on page 164 to study Arabic. Um, just start studying, but only do it for two minutes for the first week or or two or, or maybe shorter or longer period of time, but start doing it for just two minutes and then start doing that consistently. And then after that, start adding time on and adding more time on. And pretty soon you'll realize that you're actually getting air, you're studying Arabic more consistently and you're getting that done. So this is pretty incredible. Um, let me just end with this, um, this story here or, or this point right here from the text. He says this on page 165, strategies like this work for another reason too. They reinforce the identity you want to build. If you show up at the gym five days in a row, even if it's just for two minutes, you're casting votes for your new identity. You're not worried about getting in shape. You're focused on becoming the type of person who doesn't miss workouts. You're taking the smallest action that confirms the type of person you want to be. And I just want to end with that idea. Just that whole idea is kind of very, I think, important for us. Are we casting a vote 
toward the person that we want to be by starting with these practices that are small. Just this whole idea of getting up and being the kind of person that doesn't miss a workout. Even if you just get to the gym and spend two minutes, he's saying, the small action confirms that that's the type of person you want to be and you can build on that. And so, yeah, this is a pretty powerful chapter. I think one of the very pivotal chapters as far as like practical things that you can do in your life to form good habits uh, for your personal and professional life. Well, we really appreciate you joining in with us for the GSN Leadership Moment podcast. And we hope this information has been helpful for you. If you have a chance, I really encourage you to pick up this book and read it and think about some of the concepts in this book. I think it can be extremely helpful to you as you develop as a leader and as you uh, develop in your personal and professional life. We appreciate you listening and we hope to catch you again next time. Take care.